0: Revivify, Design and Building Pros Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Revivify Podcast. I'm your host, Grace Mace. Today we're speaking with Amy Spiegel. She is the owner of Spiegel Interiors. We're excited to speak with Amy and all about her experiences working with clients across the country and also international clients across the pond. We'll get to learn about how she helped many clients interpret their stories as they go through the transitions. Amy, welcome. Thank you so much
1: for joining us, and I can't wait to hear your stories. (laughs) Thank you, Grace. I'm excited to share it with you. It's been an exciting transition for me. I've come from living overseas for 15 years and moving to Manhattan, and now I moved again to Los Angeles, and I'm very excited about relocating here.
0: Yes, and I love how you help people transition from country to country. But you yourself have gone through all the transition yourself. So it's not like you're just designing with a vacuum. You actually have that personal experience. So if you might just help me to understand how you guys started and how you evolve over a period of time.
1: I actually have a background in fashion. I've always loved fashion, art, and design. My degrees in art history. And I moved with my family to Tokyo in 2001. And I had a wonderful experience. Amazing city to live in. If you love design, that's the place to be. I was introduced to an interior design company that did hotel and spa concept design through a mutual friend who works in the hotel industry. And um, I was lucky enough to be hired. And that's how I started. So it was in 2004, 2005, I started working for a company. I did a lot of FF&E work. And we also did design for these hotels in Asia. And I fell in love with interior design. I loved doing hotels. I love boutique hotel design. It was something that really, interests me. And I love the fact that they could take the environment that they set the hotel up in and reflect it in the property. And that's how I design. So I like to collect things from all over the world. It doesn't have to be big. It's little things. It could be my favorite soaps or something that catches my eye in the market. Then when we moved to Hong Kong, I decided to open my own business. And I went in with full force and loved it every minute of it. And I loved that I had access to Furniture factory, right? I was able to go and start designing my own furniture and working with amazing factories in China. And I loved doing that. I loved the design process. I love seeing things completed. I have an image in my head and I, it's so tangible. You can touch it. And that was the fun part too. Instead of just shopping for furniture, I got to really have a hands-on experience and spend time at factories there.
0: Now, how many countries have you lived in?
1: I've lived in three countries and I studied when I was a student in Siena, Italy. I studied art, and then I've traveled (laughs) nonstop.
0: How did the travel influence your design approach or design philosophy over the years?
1: So I think one of the things is like, the one thing that travel exposes you to a world beyond your own. It allows you to build your own story, the story of who you are and how you collect items. If it's in a flea market in Covent Garden, I found a great little bracelet that I still wear to this day. And then it could be standing in Shenzhen or in Shanghai and you find something. It exposes you to this world that I imagine where those pieces were. I imagine how they're going to fit into my life, how they're going to fit into my client's life. I help my clients pick wonderful things and curate what they've collected throughout um, their time with traveling and in Asia and also in Europe. I really... For me, design has just opened my eyes. Like I said, Tokyo is an amazing city to live in if you're into design. Besides the fashion, which has always been an interest of mine, the architecture. I took a year-long course on architecture in Japan, and it was fascinating. It's so amazing the way the Japanese use space and design and lines, interesting materials, because Japan is so expensive, so they use materials they can source there. So I found that design, living overseas and traveling, really opens my mind to um, a whole different way of looking at design. I like to layer. I love layering. I have layered fabrics. I buy fabrics wherever I go. It's fun to go in walking in Nepal. I found amazing textiles being woven that were actually sold to a top hotel chain. I found myself, when I was traveling, even now, even where I live now, L.A., just Things really catch my eye. And I think that travel and getting to know outside of yourself, it's an education in itself. It's amazing. Well, I love that story because you talk
0: about Japan and their design approach is very simple, very elegant, minimalist versus Mm -hmm. study in Italy. The design is a lot more different. It's quite different in contrast. Yes. But you're able to interpret those two very distinct design approaches And interpret in a way that bring certain happiness when you were at that moment, just like you talked about getting bracelets and still be able to, you know, Covent Garden in England versus your experience in Tokyo and your study in Italy. And all that together is what makes interior design kind of really fascinating because, as you mentioned, designing for your clients and having an understanding of their lifestyle and having a good understanding how to interpret those lifestyles into something that they can see it and immediately transport them into those mm-hmm. moments of happiness. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. how do you help your clients to do so? And be, like you said, you curate their space.
1: I do. So I'm um, lucky enough to still go back to Hong Kong and spend time with clients that do come back. Many of my clients own multiple homes and others are moving back to their permanent home in Manhattan is where I was working with a lot of people. Um, a lot of my clients. when I spend time with them and I'm lucky enough to know a lot of them a bit more personally because the, you know, the communities over there are not very large. So you get to know a lot of interesting people. I spend time with them. I talk to them. What are their favorite things? I actually make them photograph all of their items that they think they want in their home before I come. Then I start to lay it out and we put it all together. We look at, well, if we want to switch fabrics, what we do. And then when I go over there, to like their home in Hong Kong or their home, you know, outside the city. I say to them, tell me why you like this. I kind of dig a bit deeper. I'm a holistic designer. So I like to dig deeper. Why do you like this? Why wouldn't you take that with you? Or I wouldn't take that. Okay. I, I just wouldn't move it into a home in the U.S. I, you don't feel you're like you're in love with it. It's very expensive to move back to the U.S. from overseas you get a certain amount in a container. So what would you go out and buy? And what would you preserve? So I think my knowledge of doing that, I've moved so many times in my life, culling and culling and culling and and curating my own life and my family's life. And I think I offer that level of that understanding and, and finding deeper, like, what did you love when you traveled? What many of my clients have lived in England, and then Hong Kong. And I'm thrilled when mixing Japanese with Old English and bringing out the true story of that whole, like the whole life that you led. So when I meet with them, I spend a lot of time curating their their collection. I talk to them about the items they love. I walk around their house and I say, why don't you take this back? We could put this X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh, I never thought of that. And it it gives them a, a different eye. It's nice to have a second set of eyes on things before you move. Before you invest the time and the energy to move things, it's nice of somebody say to you, ditch it, keep it, ditch it, keep it. I'm not a believer in throwing everything out. I believe there's a time and space for condo. I really do. And I understand it as a Japanese aesthetic. I understand the beauty of taking that one beautiful bowl and putting it out and enjoying it in that moment and then rotating your collection. I think that's very important. Those are the things that will comfort you. You know, we're all changing. I'm older, you know, your children grow up, and when you're young, you think you want all the trends. You want the trend because now it's this, mid some tomorrow. You want the trend because it's this. You know all of these amazing trends, which are great and wonderful to put in and move it in, but don't throw everything out, because you can mix, and that is really one of the things that I try to explain to all my clients. Don't go for all the latest and greatest. Yes, we will make it beautiful yes, we can combine hand-painted French wallpaper with your Chinese pieces or your Japanese pieces or European pieces. Just don't feel like I've got to ditch it all. And you'll be sad. You will be sad because when you revisit items that you collected, it's lovely. It's a mini vacation every time you look at it. So I I like that that concept, the mini (laughs) vacation in your own home. And it's your you mini look, vacation
0: <laughs> right everywhere you look there's that peace of memory and happy memory, exactly and exactly. just really bring you to that moment and and able to savory it and enjoy it and so yeah. i love all these great things and you talk about and i think one of the common challenges is trying to figure out it could be overwhelming for any of these expats moving back or in transition moving abroad is what to bring because when you're transporting from one country to another you want to bring some familiarities with you, kind of bring your family or bring those comfort to your mm-hmm. new place. Mm-hmm. And that might be pretty tough. Is there other things that these, uh, these international clients seem to you know, challenges that they face when they go
1: through They challenge, crisis? many of the challenges I find, I, I actually run a full service business for my clients. Many times they may come and look at a place, an apartment, a condo, whatever they're purchasing, and then they leave or they say, hey, this is what I like. And then they're gone. And I take over. I go and check out the place again. I advise them if that's the place they should buy. I advise them how I think they would fit in that space, the things they've showed me. So I start from there. I also talk to them. A lot of people get overwhelmed coming home. There's a lot of legality and paperwork going into moving, especially into a city in Manhattan, into a building in Manhattan. So I take over. I take over everything. I will go and sit on your closing. I will, I ease your mind. I help you understand. I take over the agreements, all the, all of your agreements, anything you have to deal with. They don't have to think about it. So what's wonderful is we converse on Zoom or FaceTime. I send them my design ideas. We talk further about what they're purchasing because many people before they leave have ideas of things they always wanted and they see it in their new space. And then um, they leave and they come back probably in nine months because that's pretty much their situation. And they turn the key, they walk in, their home is completely done. I order all their dishes, sheets, towels. I basically complete their whole lifestyle. That's kind of what I did in in fashion and the fashion office, it's kind of a lifestyle. So I complete that, they turn the key, they have their favorite coffee and milk in their house and ready to go. Wow. So that's what I do to help them. Because the time the process, differences are difficult, incredible. right? You know, the time differences are tough. Um, there's just kids in school that they have to settle. So I've taken it upon myself to do it. I actually love a little bit of the control. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and it is a it's a fun project. And and I have to say, when they walk in the home, it's like, wow, you really got me, or wow, you made me step outside the box. You really did. You made me think. I I had a client in New York. She is so in love with her apartment. Uh And when she walks through it, it reflects her. And you can just tell it's so comfortable. So I'm not a designer that's sitting there saying, you have to do my design. I'm a designer that listens to my clients, push them outside the box, push them outside their comfort level, get them to go to the next level, but also honoring that they need to live in the space. It's their home. So I want them to be comfortable. And again, moving home is a huge transition. So you want a place that you can come home to, and again, makes you feel comfortable for the life you had, because there's days when you move back, you don't have your friend group, you know, you're going through a whole new thing. So it's nice to come back to that and have books and beautiful furniture that you've collected or furniture that we've built and made it look stunning for you. So we mix a lot of Western and Asian furniture.
0: That's incredible. I mean, I can imagine just craziness that goes through that transition period of time and how hectic it is. All the multiple moving parts and there oh, all these decisions needs to be made. Just like you mentioned, paperwork needs to be fill out. Mm-hmm. And all the and, and little alone trying to get the place ready when you step, you know, step off the plane and come home. And the con yeah. the concept of coming home is such an emotional state after being it away is. for nine months or a longer period of time. Or vice versa, going to another country and what coming home to them means to them mm-hmm. how do you mm-hmm. bring the peace of joy from your your original home into this new home right and that gotta be incredible and for you to be able to take on all the chaos and just bring them in and just like the serenity and the peacefulness of just say i got you
1: i you actually you love project managing that's awesome. I really do. I love designing, but the project managing is everything that I imagine coming out. And so I can see it all being done and it's done the way I want it. That's awesome. So the because, way I envision it. Right.
0: Oftentimes, I agree with you. A lot of people don't think about process or project management is certainly is not sexy. It's a behind the scenes. Yeah. But when you see when project goes smoothly, that's when you know there's good planning, good project management. Yes. You get to yes. that result. And just yep. like anything with massive project, you have to break down to small, smaller components and mm-hmm. taking one task at a time to work it through. And then you finish at the end. Merely having all that together, be able to systematically help your client map through. It's almost like going on the road trip. You have to know where you're going. You got mm-hmm. your road, your roadmap or navigation yes. map. And you know all the plans that you're going to stop here to rest up
1: or get, grab something to eat. All that Thank is you. part of planning. It is a project management. Yeah, it is actually, who doesn't love design? That's an interior yes. designer. I mean, right. to me, that's the most exciting thing. It's like almost giving birth. I was just working on a project here in California and I had it all in my head. It was sitting there and sitting there. And this is for a client that lives in Beijing. So they're not on the property right now. I am just taken over. There's just me doing the whole thing. And the design is, it's like giving birth. So now you put it out there and you you wait but um now i love the project management part i really do i am not a fan of the financial part right <laughs> <laughs> it's almost I like do you love. for you as a designer are you able to
0: create that vision like get you from vision to completion to reality that's hard work but it's so needed if you have yes. mapped out completely the the satisfaction at the end, no, seeing the, your clients face and just the excitement and for you to be able to experience, walk through how you were able to interpret their life into the meaningful way that
1: they matter to them personally. Absolutely. So one of the other things that I really enjoy is when I have a client that has multiple properties, right. I like to almost treat whatever property I'm designing for them as, if it's not base, basically their primary residence, I like to treat it like I'm designing a boutique hotel. Yes. Because people with multiple properties, they don't, they travel frequently, but it's fun to go to a home that reflects that city you're living in or the beach you have your second home at. It's a vacation and it's kind of fun. That's the one place where you can get away with being a bit more daring. You don't need all the creature comforts that you need in a home that has a family or your everyday residence. So I find those to be really fun. And I love going back to what I learned in Japan for that from this designer I work for. She's very talented. You know, even in Japan, as simplistic as the design is, it's also very complicated. Yes. There's a lot that goes underneath the design in Japan. It takes a lot to create minimalism. Yes. And I wouldn't say that that's exactly how I design, but I can design anything because I have done minimalism. Right. But it, it takes a lot to go there. So it is kind of fun when you can reimagine like, or reinterpret a home that's a vacation home and maybe think outside the box a bit. That's always fun to work with a client like that. So I enjoy it. When you were describing this, and it
0: reminds me of a quote from, I'm paraphrasing this from Mark Twitt, um, if I have more time, I'll write you a shorter letter. And that's yeah. what it really comes down to is to create something simple and elegant. It takes a lot of effort to really, it, to really eliminate all the noise and to bring the simplicity, the essence of what this purpose is. And the fact that you had that experience of designing for hotels. And this is what we enjoy. I mean, I know we're not traveling as much these days, but the excitement of checking into a hotel, the moment you, the process of getting into your room and when the door opens to seeing the comfort of the bed and seeing how it's decorated and just every little thing, even the, 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 the restrooms, the bathroom, the house laid out, the tub and the how oh, the and the lobbies.
1: Right, the lobbies right The they're so fantastical in some places right. as simple as they it's can magical, be right they're so fun when you walk into any lobby honestly in hotels it's, it takes me away it transports right. me right it, it really does I feel um we've always as a family we walk into wherever we're gone and the hotel just like Whoa. we let out a big sigh it's like right. this is different we don't live in this environment, yeah, hotel design incorporated into home design. It can be very um, fun and a little warm, and you can take a room and make it whimsical. I love doing half baths or guest bathrooms or powder rooms because right. that's where I can really have fun. Right. And I think a lot of other designers feel that way. It's interesting working with expats. The other thing is it's a long process yes. because most of them find out they're moving home in September and they're not really coming back until June. July, August. So when you have to hold up, you do the design, you're working on the design, you do the install. So you have the prop stuff in the home, you painted, you have everything, but you have to wait like a month or six weeks until the other items arrive from wherever they're coming from, be it Tokyo, Hong Kong, London, or wherever. And so you have this lag time. So there is quite a lag time in between. So I, we'll say clients from an international perspective, they get a little antsy because they feel like everyone forgot about them, but they're living and they're moving. So when you're starting to move, you're already thinking of your next step. It's easy to just start moving. But as far as the design is concerned, we have to wait to close on your property. Then we implement and do the design and it's, it's a longer process. I put a lot of time and energy and I have to actually hold a lot of hands. It, it's a it's a lot of hand holding when you have clients who don't live in the country, particularly.
0: and I can imagine for uh, when you mentioned just emotional state when they be informed, hey, you have to leave the country, and you be informed in September, you're not leaving till June or next year, and that the moment of the shock, and then there's a the reality of, oh my God, I have so much to do, and overwhelmingly <laughs> they immediately react. buy a house.
1: I have to do this. Like what? Oh my God, I don't know what to start and
0: having you kind of be there and just map out all the pieces and let them know maybe yeah. for them, they're just so, and their emotions intensify, right? Mm-hmm. And you're
1: able to say, take a breath. Yeah, Let's go through I, this one I by do one. think that my experience it helps that. Right. It makes people, I say, you know, I'm, I'm, especially now when projects are finishing because they are moving home, Right. Um, they're facing change of life, like a yes. change. Change in their lifestyle they're just having so many like their children are starting new schools or they're empty nesters or they're only going to visit the property three times a year and you know all of these things that you go through and um, I'm kind of a whisperer for them I know what it's like I have the experience I've dealt with kids adjusting to different schools country situations so yeah, I think that there's a lot of emotion at play. So I think right. you set aside your ego and you set aside and you, you I can empathize yeah. deeply with my client about that. And it's, for them know, to be able to relate
0: to you because they know you've yeah, been
1: through it. That's actually um, interesting. Several people have, have said that to me. Other people that have been expats. It's kind of a secret club sometimes yes. being an expat. Right. <laughs> it's funny how you gravitate towards people that have had similar experiences. So, in life in general, you do, but particularly in this situation, being an interior designer in this realm, I had an amazing business coach who told me I needed to pick my niche. And my niche was so easy for me to pick because this is my community. That is so important. Like, if you think this is the business you want to go into, if you think you want to do an international design, think about. What your experience with it right. is, right? Or maybe you're doing transitions in life, and it could end up being people coming over from overseas. But it could be right in your own community, exactly. And you right. can offer what you've experienced, so that makes your relationship with the client much more interesting
0: because yeah. you get much to more see,
1: deeper, get to understand them. Yeah,
0: right. it's a it's deeper personal. No, it's no longer just I'm. It's a transaction. I know you want this property to design certain style. It is very much about relationship. Mm-hmm. And when you can empathize with the other person, what they're going through, the stress, their emotional roller coaster they're trying to navigate. And right. be able to just go grab their hand, and say, I got you. And let me right. help you navigate through this and we'll make it through. I can just imagine all the chaos and you know noise in their head just kind of like, <laughs> all come down. The,
1: <laughs> the cholesterol level just come down. You have to be prepared for WhatsApp yes. in the middle of the night. Right and stress and 100 photos you have to be prepared for that but you also right right now I'm working on New York time in the morning LA time during the day and Hong Kong time at night so my and when I get a break I sit on the sofa for a little bit because I know Hong Kong's going to be contacting me right you know (laughs) so probably around five or six I'll get a call from Hong Kong or a text from them but that's where your program comes into play exactly this is where we have a lot of
0: homeowners and pros when they're working you know different time zones collaborate together and knowing that just i have many years of experience working abroad working with a broad uh colleague as well from europe to asia you need to be adjusting like at night time is you know this time we'll be working with the folks over in Europe and further later in the evening right, right, and that's my that's my Asia calls and, and the first, understand thing, it. Right, first thing in the morning like you said is the east coast and then continue on to the California yeah. time or the Pacific <laughs> time so you continue to work those not 24-hour cycle but no. for, what's great about here how we use technology over time is it really shorten the distance of how it we does. connect with each other and bring nice. the world a little bit closer and add a little bit more that human touch we desperately need. And, yes. and that's how we, the, all the trusts are built upon, is you being there for them when they need you. And yep. you're listening to them the way they want to be heard. And you're exactly. showing the information that they want, the, the thing that they want to see, the desperately need to hold on to something. Mm-hmm. And all that is what makes it unique about what, the service you provide. Because you acknowledge them, they matter and yeah. what they're going
1: through matters. Important. It does matter. You know it that really drama. does matter. I think the one thing I'm excited about working with your program, I love that it's in real time, because my clients overseas or in New York, I can send things off to them. They might be asleep. They might wake up. They see it. It's dumb. It right. doesn't come in the form of beep, 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 bing, bing, bing of right. WhatsApp. It It's very clean and clear for them, and I think that that is a great program for somebody working with many different time zones thank you
0: and that this is the other thing just like you're providing your clients a peace of mind we want to provide you and your clients peace of mind ultimately when everyone's calm and they're able to focus and really dealing with all the moving parts because there's a lot of them and be able to just say all right i got this yeah, we will make it through, and we're catching all the moving, all those decisions or discussions in one place, have one central location, a repository of truth and a source mm-hmm. of truth. So that way, you can always be on the same page. Versus there was an the email, there was a the, WhatsApp the message, and there's this, and the, the, that becomes chaotic too. It's chaotic, copy, it's
1: right? Very chaotic, and right. and and people want to see what's happening. So it, right. it's good. Some clients of mine, honestly. They like to see it in one bulk and then they're pretty much done. And I send them things, items over. I actually, for the first time, have hired assistants. So I've wanted in Hong Kong. I've hired a virtual assistant for my work here to build my business here. Because this is what I'm working towards is to build this business, but also to help people that are moving into the California, LA area from overseas to help them understand that I can do this for them, that I am, this is what I want to do. And then I have somebody who's on the ground for me in New York that is yes. dealing with my New York project now. Okay. So that was hard to give up control because i like control. <laughs> well, you want to see to the
0: final vision. Yeah. And so I know that it's hard, but it's good to have, people on the street, for them you to need be it. there to take care of every micro little task that needs to be taken care of. It can't be, mm-hmm. if you don't take care of them, it's going it to pile up and it's going to be crazy and then it becomes messy to deal with. So, yeah, you need somebody there. You know, you need a second set of eyes on what's happening in the project. Exactly. So it's yeah. interesting you mentioned about COVID because some of your clients are moving back and some are moving and I know just... With today's real estate market, people realize I can work from home, I can be anywhere. Mm. So there's definitely gonna be a lot moving part and this whole life post COVID in terms of collaboration. How do you, what do you see that will be happening with all your international clients and expats?
1: Right now, everybody's kind of trapped. One of the things that is difficult with COVID is I can't fly. So I was supposed to go to Hong Kong to work on another project. I can't really get to New York right now. So that is a bit difficult, but thank God for Zoom. And thank God, because I'm kind of used to working in this where we don't see each other. I'm kind of used to working in this kind of space. I know from people I've discussed with that there is a real need to start bringing back offices that are delineated from the home. Right. It, I think that you'll find this great open concept is wonderful, but I think in particularly in office design, I know people right. are talking about this office design uh, now also in the home. I know many people who have children sitting at the table, ones outside, and they're on the phone and everyone's loud because this big open space is there. I know you will find people that are going to redistribute their space. They're going to think, how am I going to, delineate this space and give myself some, some much needed space i do yeah. believe you'll find more people building possibly on the property they have yeah. a separate unit yeah. a place where they will be able to go in and and do their work covid's been terrible but the silver lining is there's particularly in the new york area nobody's really commuting so many people have gained almost three hours of time in their life right, right. so but they definitely need a break from each other Right. And I and I see that that's really going to be the change. Everything that we've experienced, Hong Kong has experienced since January. Yes. And their homes are so much smaller. Yes. So not particularly in the expat community, but still, when you have two people working from home and someone's trying to teach, it was right. it was a problem in in Hong Kong too. Um, this big open floor plan is wonderful until. You have to divide up the space and, and give people some room. And and I think that you will see more people doing that. I think you'll see more people breaking up the rooms. More. I know everybody says, open. I want to open floor plan. I want to open floor plan, which yeah. is nice between the kitchen and the living room. And that lofty feeling is nice. But at the same time, we need to think about space and sound and, right. and your, your pieces. Like if you right. buy a big open space, you limit your way to design right <laughs> you limit hanging art you limit bringing back some of your favorite items oversized furniture going back to design with Asia one of the things I caution a lot of my clients is that we don't want you to go home and feel like you lived in an Asian bazaar mm, right so when buying a space thinking about where you're going to put things so that's that's that really fits in with the design so COVID is going to be interesting for my clients their life you know they're doing what everyone else is doing it hasn't really affected them right now i mean it's affected them in the way it's affected all of us
0: yeah i i love how what you described i mean it is now think post covid people are more conscious and i mm-hmm. think from a design perspective I, I love how you're talking about be more intentional about what yes. you bring home and being intentional how you create your space yes. and how you use this space and just like you mentioned we we already seen this on our platform the type of project coming through the home office home yes. gym is now converting or existing project, right? They're adding additional units or ADU here in California mm-hmm. is having additional units where yes. they convert into a home office or home gym is that they now realizing you have kids, you got spouses working in the other room. The noise levels increase significantly. We used to spend maybe 14, 15 hours at home at mm-hmm. most where mm-hmm. you sleep, you eat, and that's about it, and you're, and you're the rest of the time, you're out and bow, schooling, working, whatnot, and the, for the first time in our long period of time, we actually are in the same room for, you know, 24 hours right. a day, and things that, you know, things definitely can get to you, and having that space, and you know, like you mentioned, the open space was great for a long period of time, and that makes sense, when you only have limited yeah. time, it would be nice to see everyone. Now you're 24 hours together. You kind of need that privacy just separating. You just, having...
1: you know, <laughs> taking a conference call in, in right. the middle of a cavernous, open space, The whole house hears it.
0: Right. <laughs> I heard it
1: about so many men and women I know. They're pacing the garden. Thank, right. Thank goodness it's warm here. Right. They can pace the garden and, and do their conversations. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it, it is it is, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting way to see it. I am getting a lot of calls. For, from friends and, you know, some right. other people, clients, their kitchens are not working now or oh. their bathrooms are not working because right. everybody <laughs> is there. <laughs> right. It's got so much use now because everyone in the family is, is home, kids right. from college or, you know, children who work, lived in Manhattan and then they close so they might as well come home because you can't you can't socially distance in a very small apartment and work from right. home with four other students or right. four other new graduates. So I get a lot of calls and questions and we're doing this and we're doing that. And, and they've taken advantage of the refinancing. And it's, that's great. Yeah, it, this it's is a good time imp- to
0: yeah. do it. Mortgage rates low. And one funny, you Noah, know, as you're describing pacing back in the garden, we've done that. I definitely have done that a few times. Just kind of like, I need to clear my head but we also have neighbors, and they have young children, and you can hear them screaming, and ha- they're having fun, and they're rightfully yeah, so. they're sure. They they have just as equal right as we all do. Yes, absolutely. And of course, I start laughing. And one time, I was on the call, and of course, with the headphone, I don't hear a whole lot. But then my you know colleague would be saying, they are a bunch of kids." I I know you don't have young kids. Like, oh yeah, my <laughs> other coworkers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna use I that. Forgot <laughs> about my other coworkers. Let me step inside. <laughs> i like that i think that's a good way to put it um yeah I, I actually think there's so much more noise just in general because there's not a lot of ambient noise or you know white right. noise out there so things seem you hear the birds which is lovely right it's for the first time we hear a lot more bird
0: chirping <laughs> which is great <laughs> but i do you, like that it's nice but, to wake up to the birds chirping oh, absolutely but then when you're trying yeah. to be on the call it's like well, what was it again there's a bird chirping in the
1: background. Right. <laughs> It's true and you when you're doing these calls and you're on the phone with people and then they hear everything going by your home and you're like, oh, you know, you're trying to cover your ears or, right. or help somebody out. Or your grocery delivery is
0: like, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually I just finished a call earlier. Um my colleague was like, Oh, we got a grocery car, gotta go. <laughs> so it's it was so a lot different it. kind of working style. And fortunately I think people are very conscious and empathetic about the situation we're all in. And we oh, to be more mindful about things, which is great, but it is a shift in terms of lifestyle, how we operate going forward and engaging absolutely. in the professional environment and also on the personal side where you
1: spend, do spend a lot of time at home. I actually, when COVID hit, I thought this is it, this grand plan of mine to really barrel myself out as this niche designer, which is what I do. I had this great plan that I was going to go to Singapore, Tokyo, Hong right. Kong, try to get into all these groups and do this big talk about moving home and how do you handle it and design and all what we're discussing today. London, and then COVID hit. And I was like, yeah. oh, goodness, that yeah. plan might go out the window. But now I'm realizing it's this not. It's, it could be are. the best thing because yeah. of the, the project management side of my business. And what I've constantly done for clients, they're not really here. So I right. get to, to deal with their properties. So. If not, they need you more than ever because yeah. they're all in the
0: process, finding ways to get back home
1: and exactly. knowing that this
0: is, this is a lifestyle. I mean, until we find some sort of cure, uh, otherwise yeah. the vaccine's not available. We're still in the same kind of situation and yeah. everyone's looking at ways to find back home and in a, in a safe way.
1: So having you there
0: holding their hand to, you know, get them home is so (laughs) critical.
1: Well, I love it. I do, do love it. Um, There are moments where I'm thinking I'm insane. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) particularly at the end, you know, when you're buying all the little pieces that you need for an outfit, like a bathroom, all those amenities that you kind of push to the back burner. And then you're like, oops, I got to do that get myself to Bloomingdale's or wherever i'm getting these things for them so um but yeah it's actually it's, it's, a, it's a it's a good niche i'm thrilled to work with clients like this yeah i get to work with you know i don't do a ton of jobs a year obviously with the amount of work that goes into each job that is okay though like i know with what i'm doing now with these jobs i have a lot of time in between as i said because once you do the front end the back end, the middle is kind of quiet. So right now, I'm actually pulling in some smaller jobs around here. Lightning round. Any books would you recommend
0: for any expats or in the process or in transitioning back home?
1: No, I don't. I don't really recommend that yeah. to my clients. I, I don't. I think it's just a lot of communication. Yeah. For sense. for me, it's a conversation. Sure. A book is great, but it's really knowing what other people experience. There's checklists. Absolutely, right. there are tons of checklists you need to know. Yes. Um, you need to have a good lawyer. If you're purchasing a home here, if you're purchasing a condo, you need to have all that in in order. I don't do that. That's their side of the business, but I'm willing to always help them and sit in on meetings just to get a second set of eyes on it. But I really believe in this space that I'm in. It's more about the conversation. It's the the one-on-one. It's the relationship. It's the connecting with other expats that have been through similar experiences know what it's like to move, understand it. What do you, going back to what, what do you love? Art is one of my favorite things. So I really enjoy curating somebody's art collection before they move home. You you know, you start to map out, where are you putting this, where are you putting that? So my conversations with them tend to be along that line and also personal um, experiences of moving home. I feel like one-on-one it's, it's, it's much better. I do. I have not really recommended a book out there. There could be one, but, I've never had anyone hand me one in all those years I was overseas. Right. So I guess, I just say the community is quite strong. Well, you maybe know. you're the one to be writing that book. Maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good idea.
0: Well, Amy, I can talk to you all day because I, I know, know so, you have yeah. so many great stories and I love <laughs> listening to you and you provide so many helpful hints or information tips for people in the process or considering or and planning for as they transition back to their mm-hmm. final home or next home. And so this, like you said, this is not just for international. This is also for domestic here in, in you know U.S. Absolutely. And anytime when they're Absolutely. coming home, what does that mean? What piece nope. of it do you bring from your current home to the next home? Yes. And what piece of it brings you joy that you can interpret this into your new lifestyle and Transition yep. as you transition this uh, next set of chapters of
1: needs? I'm and, all for living a well-designed life. And actually always telling your story. It's important. Yes. Stick to your story. Tell it. You have a story to tell. Because you matter. Thank you. Yes. Well, also because you, you travel. It's so fun. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much, Grace. I really enjoyed this and I'm so excited to work with you going forward and it's really a great place to be Los Angeles. So again, I love the multicultural background here and it's going to be a great place for the business here.
0: It is. Um, and yeah. um, we're here to support you we're real excited that you're here yeah. and you've definitely brought a lot of experiences and a lot of d- a different perspectives uh, oftentimes we oversee them and this is so needed it is like mm-hmm. you said it's multicultural this is the salad bar of the uh, interesting yes. fascinating people and <laughs> it's so a great way
1: to put it <laughs> I right <love> that.
0: <laughs> for them to actually highlight what their specialties are and for them to right highlight their stories and celebrate yep. their stories and celebrate mm-hmm. the past and all the mm-hmm. touch points they've experienced as they travel through the, the world. This has been a, so much fun. And, <laughs> and thank you all for listening to this episode of Revivify Podcast and where we speak with Amy Spiegel of Spiegel Interiors. And I hope you enjoyed listening to her ways of looking at transitioning the new life, telling the stories, interpreting your, your life. I encourage you to reach out. What's the best way
1: to, for people to get in touch with you, Amy? well, they can email me at Amy at dot If you email me, we can chat, or you can check me out on Instagram. My Instagram is I have two, A Spiegel One, which is more arts and, and history and travel driven. And then I have A Spiegel Interiors LLC. And that is a bit more of like interiors that I've done and things that inspire me. So reach out to me that way. It would be fantastic just to chat. It'd be fun. I want to hear about all of what you're working on. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you
0: so much, Grace. I really enjoyed it. And thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Brought to you by BayRap.